Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Catherine Donnelly is Education Editor of the Irish Independent and she is on the line. Good morning to you, Catherine. Good morning. What have we learned then from lockdown one way back in April that will be uh, in the thinking of the government when it comes to what they're going to do about schools? Well, we've learned lots, but I don't know how, how much of it they'll, they'll be able to correct um, at this point. Um, what we learned then back in the, when schools closed uh, last sort of March to, to June was that there was uh, schools sort of overnight had to slip into this uh, remote learning and pupils and parents, as we know, had to, had to get involved. Um, it was patchy. It was a bit hit and miss. Some schools were better at it than others. Some parents were better at it than others. Some children um, engaged more than others. Overall, there, there were a lot of studies done um, as the year went on. And one, one study before Christmas was showed that p- teachers were very stressed about the remote teaching. Parents at home trying to manage it at home were very stressed. The kids actually didn't get stressed. They either did it or they didn't, and a lot of them didn't really engage at all or they engaged for very short periods in the day. So you had teachers and parents both getting stressed and the kids just sort of getting on with it and doing, you know, doing it or not doing it, but they didn't get stressed about it. But what we also saw was that there were big divides um, depending on, you know, how well equipped the home was in terms of um, mobile devices. Um, again, you know, we know some houses uh, have more mobile devices than others. Uh, there were issues around broadband connectivity in some areas. So even with the best will in the world, if you know, if you know, if, if everybody was on board, if if you didn't have good, um, if you didn't have an adequate supply of laptops or other mobile devices, and you didn't have good broadband, it was going to be very difficult to maintain that distance learning. We found we also found that the, the children. The most vulnerable, those with, with special educational needs, um, suffered the suffered the most. They they regressed. They need that routine of, of daily schooling more than others to um, to develop and to maintain their skills. So they regressed academically. They, you know, they sort of forgot what they'd learned. Um, because they need that, they 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 need to have 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 it repeated, right. so, so, uh, and so, they also they lost the structure. The routine was very important. Okay. And so, if all those lessons were learned. And there was an expectation, surely, that schools would end up in this situation again. Was nothing done about it? Well, I don't know. I mean, there was some money. The minister said, you know, there before Christmas, she said on the last term there was money available for um, for ICT grants for schools. That was money that was in the pipeline anyway. I think it was brought forward. We've yet to see now as, as things unfold over the next day or so, We've yet to see whether schools actually regard that as adequate for you know to to um, to, to, to improve the, the level. It sounds of, then of like um, this will be a fig leaf that any talk of remote learning is not going to be practical. That students will end up um, in the main, if not entirely, at home for at least a month, maybe two months, and you know, their education will effectively stop. Well, I don't know whether the president will stop, but it will certainly suffer. I mean, everybody, everybody in education agrees that children are better in school. And as I said, the, the experience last year was patchy. Schools have learned a lot, but nonetheless, there are practical obstacles to uh, having a uniform, high-standard remote learning and teaching um, uh, uh, system what, across the country. And Catherine, what about the unfortunate now sixth years? who yes. missed so much in fifth year are now going to miss another lump of it 
And there is some suggestion that despite the fact that they're, what, in their average, they're 18, 19, maybe some 17-year-olds, which is a high transmissibility cohort at the moment, mm-hmm. they're going to maybe bring them into class with teachers. Well, yeah, I don't know. We've, we've yet to see what, what is possible around that. We've yet to see how the teacher unions would, um, would respond to that uh, because the numbers involved... It's pretty obvious how the teachers' unions will respond to it, I think. Yeah, well, except that they do feel for those students and they do want to support them as best they can in, because they, they understand very well. But how those, are the teachers going to mind their own kids then? Well, there'll be that as well, yeah. If, if their kids are at home, yeah, there'll, there'll be that as well. So we've yet to see what proposals emerge around that. But you're quite right that the, the, the group of six years this year, last year's fifth years, have suffered um, badly. And, you know, last year all the focus was on the last year's six years and getting those through the exams or not, calculated grades. And there was a, a feeling that the fifth years were kind of almost forgotten about. And then they came back in, in, in September and there was still all the fuss around CAO and calculated grades. And they went back to school and nervous. I mean, they went back into school nervous, first of all, about what they'd lost, missed, and secondly, worried, you know, what lay in store for them in the year ahead and would indeed, would they be facing a leaving cert or something else? And that has been a worry in schools amongst teachers and students at fifth years, or now six years, since September. And now the worst has happened and they're out of school uh, and of course, for possibly for another few weeks. Yeah. They, they haven't done the pre's yet, which means that it calculated grades, you know, that brings a, another variable into it. But it seems pretty certain, I think, to a lot of people listening this morning, that we're heading towards calculated grades again. Yeah, except, you know, it, it, it generated such controversy last year. I don't think anybody wants to go back to calculated grades um, because what trust would there be in it after after the errors that, that emerged last year? There's some suggestion that, you know, I mean, they certainly want to run that Leaving Cert and there, there was some suggestion last night that they might, they would perhaps look at running, you know, the contingency would be that they might run it a little bit later. Um, that the, you know that there might be a little bit of give there in, in terms of timing. Um, so exhausted teachers will but, be expected to work into July and maybe August. Remember when that came up last well, year, it, so that was a that non-runner. Is, that's extra. Well, well, it's, yeah, but in the circumstances of this year, and if this was, if if it was to see out the tail end of this pandemic, maybe you know everybody would kind of decide that um, it was worth doing whatever needed to be done. But of course, we don't know. That's the reality with, with this new strain and whatever this trains may emerge. We just don't know exactly how we're going to be fixed come May, June and July. No. Uh, okay. Things might be hugely um, better than they are now, yeah. We'll stay with us for a moment. We're talking to Catherine Donnelly, who is Education Editor of the Irish Independent. We've got some other uh, people to chat to as well after this very short break. Call Limerick today now. And we've Catherine Donnelly, who's Education Editor of the Irish Independent, uh, with us. Uh, we also have Leaving Cert student, uh, Calum Hederman. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. Thanks very much for having me on the You're show. You're very welcome. So how are you feeling this morning as a Leaving Cert student? Um, well, well, I was listening to Catherine's points there just before I came on, and I think it's very important that we do listen to students. I, I don't think it's fair for, for people to speak on behalf of students, and I think one very important statistic to note is that there's been a petition um, in the last number of days that uh, 14,000 six-year students have, have signed over the, over the space of 72 hours calling on uh, Minister Foley to introduce calculated grading. To introduce it? Yes, yes. And I think it's important to, to remember that, um, that that not all students want calculated grades. And we saw the disarray last year of, of many of our friends. Um, but, but I think... It's, it's, well, what it's do you a, want? You're a Leaving Cert well, student. I, I'm a Leaving Cert student. And, and, and as of now, 
Um, I think in the next month, we should move to, and I've spoke to many students across the country and teachers alike, and I think we should move to the calculated grades process in the next month and that we should have that process completed before June of this year to allow for students who wish to, to sit their exams to do so um, in the traditional fashion, but as well to not to, to interrupt the, the cyclical cycle of um, of uh, results and, and CAO. And, and Kerem, why specifically do you want that to happen? Well, I think it's important. Um, I, I, I think it, it, students have been given a voice in the media and I really do appreciate the opportunity today and I think it's important that I bring I bring the voice of many as well. No, I, I appreciate that, but I mean, yeah. you, you're a Leaving Cert student, so you're, yeah, in, yeah, you're right in the middle of it. So why yeah, do you yeah. think we should do this? Well, we, we've seen across uh, myself and, and so many of my friends that there's been rising levels of anxiety and stress around the, the lack of clarity from the government. I, I think if we were told now what was happening with a clear strategy, that would be alleviated. But, but as the president... But, we're but why told, wouldn't that strategy be, as the government seems to still be suggesting, that there will be some form of standard leaving cert, not like the calculated grades of last year? Why would yeah, you be well, against that? Well, well, well I think the, the, the statement, the clear statement from the government in that is that there will be a, a quote-unquote traditional leaving cert. And I, I don't think we can have a traditional leaving cert in any sense because it hasn't been a traditional year. Where, or, or two years in that, like we we saw March last year that we were we were we were launched into to the 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 first lockdown and um, with with no with no forward planning and, and very little support from the government and I think it was based um, on the the technical ability of a teacher to teach but as well the motivation of a student like Catherine said but I think it's very important to, to note as well that not all students had the opportunity um, and that that access to education should never be an issue in our country as we see the issue of, of education inequality um, arise. But I think especially those from a, a socioeconomic disadvantaged background and students with disabilities should have access to, to education. Um, and we need to put in the, the supports there and the infrastructure in the coming weeks to ensure that everyone has an access to education as we move into the second um, closure of schools. Right. Uh, well, um, we also have uh, parent Karen um, on the line. Hi, Karen. How are you? Morning, Joe. How are you? So what do you think should happen with schools? Yeah, look, Joe, I, what, what we do know is this: that the movement of people is a significant factor in spreading this virus. And, you know, all precautions have to be taken. Uh, we're, we're in uncharted waters again in relation to the numbers. Uh, and those precautions include the closure of schools. But that's a very general statement. And I don't think a blanket closure of schools is the answer to this as well. And I agree with Catherine and the student there. You know, there needs to be some kind of exemptions and considerations made when in, in who can access schools and how that's done and, and, and how it's done in a very, very safe way. You know, like schools have helped the most marginalised young people in society um, to attain education, but also it, to grow personal development. Or simple things in some of the primary schools in the Desh areas, like where there's where there's food programmes, um, where it might be, my school might be create that safe place away from chaos in the home some days. Of course, there's the special education and disability sector. They need to be looked after, but it needs to be done in a safe way um, to operate. In fairness to schools, they have operated in really, really safe ways when they were allowed back uh, in September. And they've, they've put in places, they've put um, programs in place to, to operate in, in a safe manner. But again, we're in, in unchart, uncharted waters. And I think it'll be it, the exemption. Um, it needs to be across a various, uh, uh, cover various amounts of students 
in the sector. It can't be just said, well, special education or disability. I think schools need to take some kind of personal responsibility here and say, look at their students and say, okay, who who's going to be right. most effective? But, How can we help them? Whether it's staggered days with small numbers. Yeah, but the interesting um, thing, Karen, is that, you know, um, the early childhood sector, um, there's a similar suggestion being made that they should remain open for essential workers but I, I, I know clearly and from what I'm hearing on the show and what I know myself mm. that a lot of the creches can't operate they don't have the capacity right now to operate on that basis and they are closed and some are likely to remain closed so it's, an e- well, it's one thing for the government to say they can remain open but it doesn't mean they will Well that's it I mean again it's on an individual basis with the creches um, if, if they're unable to well what supports have been put in place to support them in being able to open for, for those. I mean, if we can't get the staff into the hospitals, and that's where the key issue is at the moment. You know, we have to support the hospitals in doing their job in order to save lives. And, like, listening back there to Dr. Catherine Motherway, you know, her statement there, one person's cold is another person's is organ failure and death. I mean, that's, that's how scary the situation is. Um, so we do need to keep the staff getting into the hospitals, uh, and we need to support that somehow. And if that means with schools yeah. as well... Um, the only other thing is, though... The children of essential workers. I, I think. I think parents have realised from the first lockdown they don't have a bull's notion how to teach. <laughs> Look, parents are under extreme pressure at home. You know, they're particularly working parents are trying to get a day's work done. They're trying to homeschool, entertain, feed their children, all the things that you need to do during the day anyway, um, and having a day's work to do. I know a lot of parents have walked into the night once the children have gone to bed. You know. Um, Everyone is suffering in this, whether it's uh, teachers, parents, business owners, people with physical health issues, mental health issues, people that want to, can't wait to get the vaccine, people that are terrified of the vaccine. Everyone is suffering. I think we need to remember that we are all in this together, but we're, we might be going through different things. Um, and we can, just, we can just continue to be kind to each other uh, and keep, keep each other safe, stay at home, and that will save yeah. lives. And, and Caelum, uh, would you be comfortable, for example, if the government announces today that they're going to keep leaving certain students coming in physically to school buildings to do so? Personally, I, I wouldn't. I think we've seen um, record numbers in the, in the increase of, of confirmed cases of COVID-19. We've seen higher community transmission levels, and there's no community or contact testing for, for close contact testing for students or teachers alike. And I think it's very important that we that we know this. That I, I really like the contribution of the last contributor and I think it's a really important um, issue that it's, it's done on a, a school-by-school basis. But it's, the, the pressure has always been put on the schools and been put on school management and the teachers and the students. And I think it's time that the government do step up. Right. And, and would you, would you go if you were told there was no choice? If I was told there was no choice? Yeah. I mean, would you go or would you say, no, I'm not going back into the classroom because I'm not comfortable with it at the moment? Well, I don't think it's a safe environment at the moment. So you wouldn't, I, I, you wouldn't go in regardless? Um, I, I think I'd try and engage with remote learning as, as best I could. And if I saw that, that it clearly wasn't working, um, then I, I'd, I'd, see, I, I'd look at the feasibility of, of right. actually going to school. Uh, OK, I mean, Catherine Donnelly, um, who's Education Editor of the Irish Independent, well, there you've heard from, in fairness, a very articulate Leaving Cert student there, like many of them, uh, Caleb, and uh, it just shows the dilemma the government is in here. Well, absolutely, yeah. I think, you know, not everybody, not every student, not every teacher, not every parent will feel the same way about either school closures, about the safety of people going to school or in school, about what should happen around the Leaving Cert, whether I, I heard him there talking about um, the petition and um, this uh, groundswell for the return of, of calculated grades. But 
you'll find, I'm sure, just as many people saying that they want the traditional leaving cert. And that's where the government was last year as well. Um, and then, as I say, the, 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 the calculated grade generated a lot of controversy. And bear in mind, by the way, that there are there's an ongoing high court cases around the calculated grades. I mean, the government knew last year when they abandoned the Leaving Cert, they knew that the minister at the time, Joe McHugh, one of the first things he said was, he said, we know we're legally exposed. And so they were. And, and when we when the grades came out and the fallout from that, a number of students uh, who felt that they'd been badly treated took high court actions and were still waiting the outcome of that process. And we don't know how the courts are going to judge overall, you know, what, what the, you know, how fairly the calculated grade-treated students. So that, 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 I'm sure, will be in the government's thinking as well. Yeah, yeah. It's very complicated. Suzanne yeah. Connolly of uh, Barnardo's is also with us. Uh, hi, Suzanne. Uh, I'm sure you're very concerned, particularly uh, for um, vulnerable children. We absolutely are in Barnardo's. I mean, as, as you were just talking about, we know that homeschooling is challenging the best of times for, for both children, young people, and their parents. And for parents and children living in challenging circumstances, it's even more so. And I'm, we're talking about circumstances. Can, can I also point out, actually, that I've spoken to teachers who are parents yeah, who say that exactly. teaching their own kids is impossible at home. Well, it, well, their own, kid, their own <laughs> kids go, what, what'd you say? What? Well, exactly. Are you and a teacher? Are well, I am, actually. Who are trained. No, no. Yeah, exactly, who are trained, who really know what they're doing, you know. But I suppose what we really are calling on in Bernardis is we, we don't want a blanket approach. And we're delighted the ombudsman was saying that this morning as well, because one size does not fit all. And we particularly think that there needs to be a plan in relation to primary schools, a plan in relation to secondary schools, obviously children with special needs. And there's a really groundswell of, of really good thinking being done in relation to that and really good advocacy. And also obviously leaving search um, and your children whose whole future is impacted at the moment in terms of what happens. So we think the government really needs to do some really effective planning. And I was interested in the fact the government is saying, and, and I don't know what your contributors think, that they're they're actually saying that schools are safe environments, but it's the activity around schools that makes it very difficult to have schools open. So we would like more clarity around that point, so that at least we can know. Yeah, I, do, I don't think you can genuinely. I don't think you can blame uh, any teacher at the moment for going. Oh, wait a second now. I know yeah. lots of my neighbours who have this thing. Um, oh, yeah. You know, are our close contacts the transmissibility? of the UK variant is definitely in the equation now mm, as well. Mm. And I heard an expert say yesterday, and it was a frightening thing to say, that he would prefer a more fatal virus than a more transmissible one. Mm. Extraordinary well, pretty, thing to say, but that's what he said. That is, that's, a, that's, a terrifying, that's a terrifying comment. I suppose for for for, for Bernardo's, and we, we, do, we work, as you know, we're, we, we've, we do great work with schools, um, our family support project schools in Limerick. We run breakfast clubs. We do after-school groups. There's a really good sense of all the the agencies who work with children who who need support and their parents working really well together. And we're just worried about these children. I mean, we're talking about parents in recovery from addiction. We're talking about parents with real financial worries. We're talking about there could be domestic violence. So what's going to happen to those children and parents when when there isn't when they don't have the resources to to manage them on the day-to-day. And school is such an important um, source of safety, right. security and routine. Well, well, that's why the Cabinet get paid the big bucks. So let's see what they come up with and what solutions they will have for us and what further restrictions they're going to introduce later today. Thank you to Suzanne Connolly of Bernardo's. Thank you to Leaving Cert student Caelum Hederman, uh, to parent Karen and to Catherine Donnelly, Education Editor of the Irish Independent. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.